Well, hello and welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School for Sunday, March 17 of 2013. My name is Michael Benner, and uh, thanks for being with us in the Mystery School today. This particular free forum is, as the name suggests, free of any tuition or charge. It is an intro, though we try to make it a standalone class that gives you some value and uh, represents a worthwhile investment of your time and your attention. And today certainly is no exception. I'm going to do my best in the time allotted to us here to provide you with at least an introduction to physical pain control. And I say it that way because what we're going to learn actually works for managing or mitigating or processing emotional pain as well. But today our focus is going to be on real physical pain, how to manage, suppress, control, release. I'm not sure suppress is the right word. I think release might be better, but certainly you could call it pain control or pain management and accelerated healing, which follows closely. When I began to practice hypnoanesthesia, as we called it in the 70s, at the dentist, one of the things that most amazed me, and my dentist for that matter, was that the very same techniques that I was using for pain management so as to have dental work done with no pain. That includes not just drilling, but root canals and even extractions, which most people find amazing. Well, being the person doing it, I found it no less amazing. My dentist was amazed. His aides and assistants were amazed. They say they see it very rarely, maybe one in a thousand patients will ever use hypnoanesthesia. And yet here we are in the year 2013. This process has been understood for at least 50 years, maybe 100 years or more, and most people want nothing to do with it and are still skeptical. Well, the best way to deal with the skepticism is to practice it. Because I'll tell you, nothing feels like getting out of the dentist chair after a significant procedure, when the dentist and his or her assistants are as amazed as you are that you had that procedure without Novocaine, and you begin to think to yourself, man, if I can do this, what else could I do with the power of my mind if I'm willing to relax and visualize? And that's the secret. You see, this cannot be accomplished, to my knowledge anyway, in normal consciousness. And you also need to understand that this is not a matter of willpower, that this is all about imagination. It's all about the literal suggestibility of the subconscious mind when you use physical relaxation to ensure that the brain and the mind feel safe. And then you provide, in English, if you will, 
and also with pictures, guided imagery, or visualization, reprogramming that says, hey, we're inviting this pain and discomfort. This procedure, I'm writing a check for this. This, I, <laughs> We want this done, as if you're talking to your teeth, right? We want this done. This is in our interest. This is going to prevent further decay. This is going to prevent gum disease, gingivitis. This is going to promote our overall health. And this is a good thing. So you talk to your teeth and your gums and your mouth, not necessarily out loud, but you form the attitude in your imagination with words and pictures or visualization, and you provide these suggestions of comfort, of safety, just as you would a child after a bad dream or a nightmare. You would say to the kid, well, that was just a dream, and you're really safe, and there's nothing for you to worry about. Mommy and Daddy are right here. Come sit on my lap. Give me a hug. Cuddle up. Let's pull this blanket up. Get nice and warm. Everything's going to be okay. And all the nightmares, the visions of evil and badness, wickedness and fear all fall away. Well, that's basically the same approach we use with ourselves when we do pain control at the dentist. And that's not the only application, of course. If you can use your mind, relaxation, visualization, the power of suggestion to manage pain at the dentist's office. Imagine all the other opportunities that you're going to have throughout your life to control physical pain and discomfort. Maybe it's a tension headache. Maybe you fell down and hurt yourself or you have some sort of sprained muscle. Maybe you wake up with a charley horse in the middle of the night. Those things can be painful or you have acid indigestion, or you suddenly experience yourself having a heart attack. or And then, besides all of these applications, the understanding that the same visualization and guided imagery techniques that you use to manage pain are effective at accelerating the natural and normal healing process well, man, now you're on to something. And those of us that do it, who have been doing it, I'm 35, 40 years into practicing these skills and techniques, as well as teaching them to scores of other people successfully. It makes me wonder, what are the rest of you guys waiting for? Is it that you don't want to take the risk? I understand that. It is a little intimidating and a little scary to, quote, try it for the first time. That's why I think dentistry is a good place to begin. And yet the funny thing is that when you use self-hypnosis or meditation with guided imagery or these techniques we're talking about today to manage pain, 
to control or minimize pain, you don't create the kind of numbness that Novocaine or other drugs creates. And this is confusing to many people also. So your mouth doesn't feel swollen. You, you can still sense everything. You feel everything that happens. You can still taste the latex of the glove when the dentist puts their finger in your mouth. You can feel the pick scraping your tooth. You can feel the vibration of the drill. You feel everything that's happening. You just do not feel any pain. It's as if we're able to with words and pictures provided we're deeply relaxed. That's the secret. <laughs> to use the imagination in a place where you feel physically, mentally, and emotionally very, very safe. Okay? So it's safe and relaxed. And then you visualize what you do want. You don't want to use language like no pain. It's like me saying to you, do not think of a purple elephant. It pops right into your head. So you need to use positive language like only pleasant and pleasurable feelings. You go, yeah, right, this guy's going to drill my tooth. What are you talking about, only pleasant and pleasurable feelings? And then as the work begins, it's very important that you respond to any discomfort by letting go rather than holding on. You have to reverse the natural tendency to gather physical tension in your body as a reaction or response to pain and discomfort, which is natural. I mean, we all know the experience of gripping the armrests Funny, they're called armrests. We grip the armrests of the dentist chair, sometimes arch our backs. I can remember as a kid, as a young adult, the dentist saying, you got to sit down in the chair. And I didn't realize that I had so arched my back and I was so rigid from head to toe in response to this discomfort that... I was actually compounding and increasing the pain. Why? Because the brain thought it was in danger and it was becoming more and more sensitive to the pain. Don't you see? But when you breathe, ah, and as you exhale, let go and relax the muscles in your body, not only do you access the alpha brainwave state where the mind is quieter, the emotions are more calm, and we become more amenable or open to suggestion. But to respond to any pain or discomfort, and I mean respond rather than react, by substituting a letting go as a response to pain and discomfort, you use a phrase like, you don't have to say it out loud, they're working on your teeth, but in your mind you say, deeper and more relaxed. I've actually had to train a couple of dentists who, in their own disbelief, would say to me on occasion, well, now, this may hurt a little bit. And I said, no, no, stop right here. 
the best way to communicate that, if you feel you need to tell me you're going into a whole new, more sensitive area, would be, Michael, this is a good time to go deeper and become more relaxed. And I can think of two dentists offhand that got real good at this. They picked up on it quickly. They were smart people, and they understood exactly what I was saying. So I understand the anxiety of anticipating this the first time in. And so maybe you want to try with, uh, well, a good good idea would be just to eliminate the word try altogether. Remember when Luke is working with Yoda in the Star Wars film and he's trying to levitate the spaceship, Yoda says wisely, I never told you to try. You either do it or you don't do it. There is no try about it. And it's real important, again, given the nature of just how literal the subconscious mind is that we eliminate words like try. Just don't use them. Just do it or you don't do it. You know, I I did it or I didn't do it. You could say, well, I got uh, had about 80% success or I had... Uh, 30% success, but I'm only guessing, how would I really know? I did feel something, but gosh, it was hardly, it was, it certainly wasn't as bad as I feared it was going to be. But you say, well, that's not where I'm going to start. I'm going to wait until I get a tension headache or acid indigestion and practice the technique there. And I think that's really a very good idea. And then in the premium training in about 12 or 13 minutes, we're going to, which runs about an hour and a half, I'm saying we'll, we'll begin the live broadcast at 1.30. And just like this, uh, free forum, if you're not able to listen live, you can always listen to the replay. That's always available on demand, so... I've had people say, well, I can't always be there. I'm a little hesitant to pay the tuition if I can't be there. Well, listen, you know, this is the TiVo age. (laughs) Everything's on demand. All of these classes are on demand. So you can listen live or you can listen to the replay when you feel like it. In fact, we encourage you to collect, either download the MP3 or just save the passwords for these classes. So you always have access to them. Eventually, downloading them as MP3s to your computer is a, a really, really good idea. Anyway, the other side of this, or the rest of this, is the idea of the accelerated healing. I first learned these techniques in 1974. Just a couple of years out of college, I began to study hypnosis and self-hypnosis uh, Est was just coming out, Silva Mind Control, uh, Life Springs, uh, some of these other trainings that are basically self-hypnosis and meditation uh, trainings, types of mindfulness programs. And what I discovered was that the techniques that were being provided by people for accelerating healing were exactly the same techniques that we'd been using for 50 or 100 years for pain control. So 
It didn't matter if you only knew the pain control and didn't realize this was also going to accelerate the healing process after the fact. It would, and it did. I remember reading Getting Well Again in the mid-1970s. Hard to believe it's been that long ago. All about the work of a doctor named Simonton. His first initial O, middle name Carl, last name Simonton. He opened up a big institute here in California that may still be in operation for all I know. But this was a groundbreaking work, getting well again, about his work as an oncologist, teaching particularly children to use relaxation, their vivid imaginations, guided imagery, visualization, combined with relaxation, to put cancer into remission. Dr. Bernie Siegel wrote Love, Medicine, and Miracles, and there are now scores of books available about how relaxation and visualization can be used not only for pain control, pain management, mitigating pain, reframing the whole concept of what is pain, teaching people how to not only pre-program themselves, but how to respond appropriately to pain and discomfort. The pain is really in your resistance to feeling. This is a metaphor, by the way, that carries over into psychotherapy and mental health work. Your emotional pain and suffering is your resistance It's not about what's done to you. It's about your resistance to what's happening to you in your life. That's where the pain comes from. If you allow yourself to suffer and suffer well, allow yourself to grieve. You've heard me say countless times, cry those big crocodile tears. Take deep breaths and shout like a banshee. Have you seen those people in the third world when they grieve? Yeah, it may be dramatic, but they get over it. See, whereas we whimper and steal ourselves, gird our loins, and drag the grieving and the pain out over months, years, and in some cases we never do let go of it. We carry it around like a badge of honor. I, I will suffer forever. I will never get over this and prove my love. Well, the, doesn't prove anything, except your willingness to continue to suffer unnecessarily for no real good. Let go. That's the secret. Let go as you prepare. Let go as a response to the pain that already is upon you. And then visualize the healing. Use guided imagery. If you just know such a thing exists, and for whatever reason are unwilling or unable to join us for the premium training, start buying books. At least learn about it. If you're not willing to try it, there's that word again, try it. If you're not willing to do it at the dentist's office, well, then the next time you get a tension headache or a bellyache, acid indigestion, some sort of cramp, in your legs, your gout is acting up, you've got arthritis. Practice what you're learning about pain control and accelerated healing in those situations. 
and then maybe use it at the dentist, and then anchor into that feeling of, wow, if I can do this, I can do anything. I've had several of my students and clients come back to me and say this was the most powerful of all the techniques I learned because once I did it, I anchored into it and drew upon that experience in countless other ways, reminding myself that if I can control pain and accelerate healing, wow, I think I can do about anything I want, anything I imagine. It's not willpower, again. It's imagination in states of deep relaxation. I sometimes think of old Walt Disney and that quotable quote, if you can dream it, you can do it. That's what all that wish upon a star stuff really is. There's a story I sometimes tell about the opening of Epcot Center at Disney World in Florida. Walt had already died, so his widow and his brother Roy, or it may have been a cousin, Roy Disney was there, and he stood up and at the grand opening said, it's a shame that Walt's not here to see this understandable figure of speech. But his widow got up a few minutes later and turned to Roy and said, by the way, if Walt hadn't seen it, this would not be here. Einstein, imagination is more important than knowledge. It's the power of the dream. It's the power of the imagery in states of deep relaxation. It's all about letting go and then faith and belief and affirmation. You are extraordinarily powerful. And this is a very exciting place to begin to discover and develop that power. Sure hope you'll join us in the premium training in a few minutes, four minutes now. Just go to the website, the w's.theagelesswisdom.com. Click on webinars, then premium training, and use your bank card to enroll either for a single class or take advantage of the discount and enroll for a 13-week quarter or for a full 52-week year if you'd like the deepest discount. And commit yourself to developing as well as discovering your power, the essence of who you are. That power is all love-based. It's not about willpower. That's essential, but more important is the love, the faith, the belief, the feeling that you have in the heart. It's a bigger, there's, a, there's a bigger brain in your heart than the one in your, in your head, I assure you. So we'll see you over there in a few minutes. TheAgelessWisdom.com. The T-H-E is part of it. TheAgelessWisdom.com. Click Webinars and Premium Training. The Thank You page and a email that follows will have the URL and the password you need to join us today and in future weeks if you enroll. Thanks a lot for being here. As always, be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. This is Michael Benner. So long from L.A.